Good morning. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Hot Golan, the height of taste. So we are off to a little bit of a late start today due to the end of the marathon. For the last two weeks, Nachum Siegel has been hosting at WFMU uh, a fundraiser, the fundraiser marathon. It has been unbelievable. You can go onto the Facebook page and check out all the amazing and exciting guests he's had in the last week and some of the pledges. I even got to go out there last week. It was a lot of fun to be part of the crew and the part of the team. It is not too late to pledge. So if you want to pledge, you can go on to jamintheam.org and send in a pledge and, you know, send a nice note as well if you can. Um, so thank you very much for uh, your continued support. So this is Table for Two on the Nachum Siegel Network. I am your host, Naomi Nachman, and we are going to have an incredible pre-Pesach. Did I say pre-Pesach? I am getting ahead of myself. I meant a pre-Purim lineup. We have got an incredible show. I'm very excited because I have two of my favorite bloggers here in the studio right with me now, and we're going to be making food, eating food, and we're going to share some great Purim food, Purim ideas with all of our listeners today. So I hope you will stick around and tune in for the next hour. Uh, if you want to reach me anytime, you can reach me at uh, Naomi at NahumSiegel.com. You can join my Facebook page, The Aussie Gourmet. Uh, you can reach out to me uh, through my website, TheAussieGourmet.com. Uh, and I, I love to hear from all my listeners. I'm about all the food all the time. Uh, I love to shop for it, cook it, eat it. I'm a kosher personal chef. I give cooking classes. I cater for people for Shabbat, for Yom Tov. And I'm going to say it, Pesach, because my head is always wrapped around Pesach this time of the year with less than 40 days to go. I know I'm freaking you all out because we've got to get through Purim, but that's why we're going to have a, a hamantini in just a little bit with honey Apfelbaum. So, uh, yeah, anytime you don't feel like cooking, you give me a call. I like to hear about your experiences too, so... Don't forget to to write to me and let me know uh, any exciting food places that you want to share with me, what you ate, where you ate it, who you ate it with. I love to hear all about food. Um, next week, we're going to have a supersized show in Gourmet Glut from 9 to 10.30, live in on location. So come down to Gourmet Glut. We're going to have Jay Booksbaum from Kedem, from Royal Wines. We're going to have Shifra Klein uh, from Joy of Kosher Magazine. We're going to do wine uh, samplings with the correct stemware because that's so important, especially um, for a beautiful Purim uh, Suda that you can match the right glasses and the right wine makes all of a difference. And, of course, we'll try to include uh, great wines for uh, some of the seders too. And we're going to have Seth Levitt from Hod Golan, Abels and Hyman there. We've got cooking demos and giveaways and so much more. So I hope that people will either watch uh, watch us live on NachumSiegel.com or actually come down, be live in person, our studio audience, so to speak, and come down to uh, Gomeglat in Cedarhurst. Okay, so I've got two very exciting guests with me. Um, we were both, all three of us, even though I didn't get to see Gloria to the end, and Hani, who's also with me, um, I didn't see her there at all, but I know she was there because, you know, thank God for Facebook, right? Um, but we're all there. That was my kosher food experience of last week, which I didn't touch on last Friday because I wanted to talk about it with my friends here today. Um, but the kosher food and wine experience was absolutely fantastic. Um, very crowded. It was much more crowded this year than last year. A couple of shout-outs to Ari White, the lamb bacon. You are really unbelievable. You just get better and better and better all the time. I love the silver from Silverleaf, the kale salad. Um, it was fabulous. I like the cantaloupe soup from Basil, the meat from La Marais. I cannot remember what the cut of meat was, but it was outstanding. It was beautiful, medium rare. I mean, if La Marais can't cook a steak right, no one else has a hope, but it was really unbelievable. And, of course, the spinach triangles, which is a new product from Abels and Hyman, which were absolutely delicious. Uh, a lot of great wines, Drapier Champagne. I love Walden's Creamy Vodka. See, I'm mentioning all the girly drinks because I know a lot of our listeners are women and they like the sweeter dr- sweeter drinks. Um, but a shout-out to our, our friend Ari Bergman. He owns Domani Netufa, and he had this rose wine, rose-colored wine, um, Basse Galilee. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it was delicious, and it's like you were biting into a grape. So it was really delicious, so uh, you should definitely check that out at your lo- local liquor store. 
So enough about our little bit of an introduction because today is really a super show and I want to get straight into it because I've got all, you know, in front of me in the studio on my table. Um, Honey Outfallbaum from Busy in Brooklyn is uh, going to be our first guest and Gloria Coburn is going to be our second guest, but we're all going to, you know, share together some of our uh, experiences and talking about food together. Um, we have got in front of us something crazy. Now, for those of you who are listening, I'm, um, people can also watch by going onto the NachumSiegel.com website and, you know, you'll see our video. You just keep, put click and off you go or you can watch it on the archives afterwards at NachumSiegelNet on YouTube. One word, NachumSiegelNet on YouTube and you'll be able to watch our show from the beginning. So, hi, honey. Welcome back to Thank our you. show. You were on the phone a couple of weeks ago. Right. It's about a month or so ago. Um, so now I convinced her on a Friday morning. How lucky am I to have Khani come in in person? Uh, we have Baby in tow, and he's been fantastic since the show has started. He's quietened down. And, yep. Yeah, because he knows that, you know, we want to have a little drink. I have Gloria Coburn re- sitting right next to Khani. I don't know if we can see that. Um, Gloria is from uh, her amazing uh, cookbook. She's the first and only, I believe, kosher cookbook app. Because I went on this morning just to double-check. Doing my homework and research, and when I put in kosher cookbook, yours came up. But it, for me, it already said open because I already own it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, so uh, Gloria's going to sit with us, drink with us, and we're going to have a jolly good time. But Honey is um, up first, and she's going to talk to us about this hamantini. Yeah. I said it right, right? Yes, I yes. Kept, I kept saying hamantash and teeny, but that was too much. <laughs> hamantini. Okay, let's go. Yeah, what is so this? we all need a good cocktail even before Perm, just oh, in the yeah. morning. <laughs> to get uh, to get us through. To get us through the day. So Absolutely. we're happy, especially on a Friday, a hectic day like this, we could all loosen up a little. Oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> we're going to oh, start yeah. off with our um, hamantini. So my idea was to do a riff on a hamantash. And, you know, hamantash and usually common apricot and, and um, raspberry flavors. So I did two. I did a raspberry hamantini and an apricot. I'm making the apricot one here. And uh, it really does taste very much like apricot. And just for decoration, I decorate the rim in crushed hamantaschen. Okay, so how, how do we crush this hamantaschen? You just take. So I take a package, of, not even a package. You just need a couple. So for the for the apricot hamantini, I use apricot hamantaschen and put it in the blender. This so was I have two. Crumbs. So for the people that are watching, I have a plate in front of me, and I crushed up two giant ones, and I got a huge plate full. Right. So what I what I made is when you make a, a cocktail in general, you need to make a simple syrup usually because you can't put sugar directly in a cocktail. It won't dissolve. So you need to make a simple syrup is when you dissolve it in water, you know, boil it up a little bit and, and, and make basically um, a syrup of water and sugar. So You see um, that in a lot of cocktails. Right. In traditional cocktail recipes, you see the simple syrup. Right. So what I did was I made an apricot jam simple syrup um, mm. by combining equal parts of apricot jam and water. And that's what I have here. I prepared this at home. Okay. And what I did was... So that's simple syrup mixed with apricot jam. It's not... It's an apricot jam simple syrup, which means I use the apricot jam as the sugar. There's no added oh, sugar. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's basically water and sugar. Right. E- no, water, water and, and jam. apricot jam. Water equal and apricot parts. Equal parts. Yeah, I boil it up, use a whisk to break apart the lumps. Yeah. And um, just let it thicken up and then set it aside to cool. So this is going to serve two purposes. First of all, we dip the rim of our glass in it and then into the hamantaschen. Oh, nice. So that, yeah, so that acts as a glue. And the other thing is we use it to sweeten our cocktail. So I Ooh, start with... I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, I start with a tablespoon of the apricot simple syrup. Can we get that in for the for the people that can watch? Um, but we're going to walk everybody through it. And they can go onto your website, busyinbrooklyn.com, right, right. to get the to recipe. To get the exact recipe, yes. And I, just gave, I gave the recipe for just about a glass, but you can... Definitely One glass, that would picture. go nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have my handy little measuring tool. Do they, what do they call that? Gloria, do you know? A jigger? I think it's a jigger. I think it's a jigger, jigger yeah. right? Yeah. So it measures one ounce on one side and two ounces on the other. So I got one ounce of dark rum. Okay, dark rum. Okay, Bacardi Select. Okay, Puerto Rican rum. Excellent. And then I got um, apricot nectar or apricot juice. I bought this actually in Gourmet Glass. So this is actually this little hamantini segment is our what's for dinner segment. We mm-hmm. may even have two because I'm going to see if I can get a recipe out of Gloria. Mm. Um, so we have uh, Ceres. I don't know even know how Ceres, to, I think. Ceres. It's actually South African. 
yeah, which is okay. called my kind of part of the hemisphere. Right. I'm not as I'm Australian, not South African, but um, so it's I bought this in Gomeglat. Um, so you know our segment is from sponsored by Gomeglat, and right. I bought all the I helped Honey buy all the ingredients from Gomeglat. So thank you to Gomeglat for providing everything for us. Thank you. Actually, this company makes all different types of juices. Like if you want to make fun cocktails, they have lychee, they have guava, yeah. or even to make guava ice cream or sorbet, you would buy. They have really. Really good and natural. So right. You know where great. I get my lychee sorbet from? High Freshman from Fruit Platters and More in the five towns. They make amazing, amazing yum. sorbets. Careful. <laughs> she, she hasn't even had a drink <laughs> yet. She's <Right>. feeling. <laughs> it it's from. okay. So long as it's not near the computers, Nachum will have my head. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I forgot to bring ice. Usually I would shake it in a cocktail. I even have my cocktail shaker, but I forgot oh, to bring ice, ice. Yeah, and then strain it know, into the glass. You know, it's cold outside. There's snow on the ground. You know, we can't, yeah, we can just there's ice everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, so who wants to taste it? But um, I didn't mix it, though, because I don't have my Okay, ice. don't worry. Um, okay. We can shake it and not stir it. I mean, I no, maybe sh- put it in the rum bottle and shake it because you or, have or a top. Could, but or then maybe, we'll have extra. Okay, we'll just pour it into this glass. Pour it into the glass. And then back into this glass. And back into that glass. Oh, Gloria, we're going to drink, right? Oh, we're going to drink. Oh, you got to drink. We're going to drink this. Like, like Sheverbrachas, that's right. That's from ZK. And look at that. You see how the hamtashim didn't even come off because the the apricot jam really held it together. We, 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 um, so Hannah was saying she didn't have her cocktail um, mixer over here. Um, we didn't. No, I have we, it. I don't have the ice. We don't have the ice it. to shake it. Shaken but not stirred. Isn't that the James Bond? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we she mixed. She poured it off between two different glasses. Kind of gave it a mix. It's how you cool soup down fast. Also, if you're making yeah, something. If you need one serving of soup fast for the baby, um, you just pour it back and forth, and it kind of cools it down. So we 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 shook the the uh, wine, the martini, the hamantini, and. Um, now, we, so normally you would have this with ice. I'm going to just hold it up to the... I mean, you shake it up with ice and then you strain it over... You strain it. You don't, you you don't strain keep it. You don't keep the ice in there. Well, we don't even have down. ice in the studio. Right. What is it down? Right. Okay. So what I would like to do is just pour a little bit off for my engineer. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did you all hear that? Mm. Okay. Are you going to be having some new driving soon? Yeah, I'm driving some. Yeah. Okay. So are we going to make a l'chaim? A l'chaim. To Nachum Siegel? Um, and his incredible network and Jame in the AM.org to a successful marathon to wonderful Purim to Miriam El Wallach station manager extraordinaire uh, and to the whole team here at the Nachum Siegel Network L'chaim L'chaim Purim okay Baruch HaTadonai Lehenim Elcham Shakon Vivro Amen Yum that's outstanding mm. delicious very apricotty very, very apricotty it'll be, I, I can imagine with the ice it would be outstanding cold yeah I feel it go down, right? Empty yeah. stomach. It's good for my sore throat. Yeah. <laughs> it warms everything down. Oh, my God. It's wonderful. What, as, as EK is having a sip. Yeah, oh big God. thumbs up. Mm. This is delicious. And I love the crunch that the rim has given um, of the hamantaschen, the crushed up hamantaschen around the edge. Fabulous. And you, how would you plate this? I think you have it on your website with a hamantaschen. Um, yeah, I mean, you could just bring out a tray for your table and have, if you put the, make the raspberry ones, the raspberry one I made with raspberry snapple and vodka and a raspberry jam simple syrup. And, um, it, so you have like the orange color and then the raspberry color and just make a big tray of the different ones. Orange it looks and so, there's just really great impact there and put it on your table. And then I also made these really cool glasses, if you want to see how to do these, you can go to my blog. It's going to be going up tomorrow. But these really cool mustache glasses for Purim. A mustache glass for Purim? That's so yeah, cute. So She's t- even decorated her... She got her glasses dressed up. <laughs> I made different... Can um, I be seen? Different shapes, different glasses with glitter. And, oh, um, so cute. And, this, and it doesn't come off because I used paint, um, special Martha Stewart glass paint. So it literally... I've washed these and it's just holding... So really are they up. staying there forever? Yeah. So... These are now your dedicated Purim glasses. Yes. I mean, okay. they're inexpensive. But you know, right. I you can go to like ama- $2 a piece. Amazing yeah, savings. Exactly. Um, and it's just fun. You can take pictures, everyone. And you could even buy disposable martini glasses and do it with a Sharpie or glitter and glue. And, oh, that's so yeah, clever. And disposable just have, martini So you don't glass. have to, you know, dedicate any, you know, you don't have to put any money into it. You don't have to dedicate space for it. Just use disposable ones. I did that. I did that at a demo this week, and we 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 got plastic martini glasses for everybody, glue, glitter, and everyone made their own. Oh, that is so adorable! So yeah. if we want to make this, because I'm not the biggest crafter, okay, but I, I like crafting with food, not so much with this glitter and stuff. Even right. though I love glitter, 
have like a big thing with glitter. Really? I hate. I mean, when my kids come home with glitter I in the trash, I know. I know. When I was a mower, my my in my. Earlier life, <laughs> I was a preschool teacher right here on the Lower East Side. I taught at MTJ, and I would I was obsessed with glitter, and I would send everything home with glitter projects and partial projects with glitter sure on the it. Parents the really mothers were like like ready to kill me. <laughs> well, my grandchildren would love to do this. This would be really fun for them. It is even to like put out glitter, as glitter an arts glue. and crafts yeah. for and, like your perm party. And this yeah, is the sun. This is the Sunday plastic mat. Yeah, you know, and kitchen table. Floor. Cover it yeah. with a plastic mat. This is a great. Time, this Sunday is a great time to do that because, you know, you, you, you've either done or about to do your shopping and Sunday's probably not the best day to run out and do your shelf monitor shopping because, you know, very Protected, busy in the yeah. stores. Yeah. So it's a nice it, – that's a really cool project to do. Okay, so if you want directions on the Hamantini or these uh, glasses with glitter moustaches, go to busyinbrooklyn.com. Now, on your website, I have to – I can't let this go. You have two unbelievable recipes for Purim. Okay, the gluten-free one, because in my family, we, we started going gluten-free just this week. Really? Wow. We're, we're up to day, t- day three. Wow. Okay. Wow. How are you managing? Yeah. So gluten and dairy-free. So wow. it's a little bit hard, almond milk in the coffee, not as good as real milk. Coconut I mean, milk in the coffee is good. So I should try that. Yes, I'll tell my milk. husband. Yeah, it's yeah. much, much creamier. Yeah, I should try. Um, we love almonds. Okay, so my, I got my husband almond yogurt. Okay, and the they also it, make coconut milk yogurt. Yeah, I think I have some also, but yeah. I have all different ones. Okay, like I bought a different, a few different ones so he can try them, and I also bought that the gluten free bread from Katz's. Okay, um, I bought in Gomeglad in their freezer section. They have a huge gluten free department. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying it to resolve some you know, health issues that we're having. So um, we thought the whole family will try it for a couple of days and we'll see how we go so we can report back and let everybody know how we're doing. So it's a good thing we don't have uh, cheese sampling here or else we'll be in trouble because I can't resist a good piece of cheese. Um, okay, so you had, with the, the whole segue for about the gluten-free words, your gluten-free homentushin. Incredible. Thank you. I actually, like, every... It's, a whole year I spend dreaming of Hamantashen ideas. I had so many ideas. But, um, you know, I've just found that, like, that's the trend right now is gluten-free, vegan, raw. Raw is a big trend right now. Big. Every, yeah. And I'm also, you know, trying to lose my baby weight on a diet myself. So I really wanted to come up with a healthy Hamantash. Um So I basically made the Hamantash dough w- with dates and almonds and some cocoa powder, cinnamon, and it's just completely raw. Then... um I, the, for the inside, I made, I used an almond paste. Really, my inspiration was, I'm sure you've seen it in the stores. They have like medjool dates stuffed with a, a piece of, uh, of marzipan and an almond on top and yep. rolled in coconut. Or rolled in bacon. Uh, kosher bacon. <laughs> oh, that's delicious. Kosher, kosher bacon from, from, uh, from Ari White. From Ari White. Yes. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically that was my inspiration. So I said, I'm going to turn that idea into a hamantash. So I made my own, um, almond paste because usually traditional almond paste, they add egg white uh, to hold it together. So I want it to be egg free too. Cause oh, we're having gosh. it. You know, gluten-free, egg-free. Well, it's not sugar-free. I was going to say, tell me it's not sugar-free because once you've taken out the gluten and the eggs, you've got to have something. Well, let me tell you, dates are naturally so sweet. Right. So I didn't add any sugar to the dough. Um, The almond paste, it actually needs sugar for the consistency. I tried working with honey. I tried it with different ways. It didn't really come together well. So um, you can also use the canned almond paste. It's really good. Uh, I've used it before. um, Okay. But um, they're really good. I actually brought – I had a bunch of my freezer. I brought them to my demo this week that I did, and everybody devoured them. They love them. Oh, my God. It sounds terrific. Yeah. And that recipe's on your blog. On my blog, yes. Incredible. I know the, the – you know, we, we're trying it out, family, for a few days. We'll see how long that lasts. But um, a lot of – the movement, I'm talking about it all the time. It's one of the – you know, a kosher fest. It's the – was right, Gloria? You were also there? Yes, I You was. notice how much gluten-free from 10 years ago till today. Absolutely. Walmart. Right. You got a Walmart. You got a Target. Gourmet Glatt. Any – you know, I don't know what supermarkets are in your neighborhoods. But uh, Fairway. Fairway. Oh, big area that's gluten-free. And Costco has gluten-free. And they all have OUs. Yes. It must be like a thing amongst Jews that we are more lacto- more uh, gluten intolerant because they've all got hechshes. Well, it works with Passover, so it's yeah. they get double duty out of it. Right. It's gluten-free, but it also then gets the OUP when they 
yeah, change over. When they need when they need it, but when it's, they need it, it's, right. it's 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 unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is nice to have. Now one other, it's probably also gluten free. She had this blew my mind. I actually told my husband while I was preparing the show, I shouted out, Oh my god, she has sushi hamantashen. <laughs> it's crazy. How, how did you come up with that one? I don't know. Um, I I I just. I don't know. I, I come up with these crazy ideas in the middle of the night when I can't sleep. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, so it's basically, it's an Asian, it's thing they make a lot for bento boxes. Kids love it. It's called onigiri. So they, they have actually, um, a little, uh, mold, a triangle mold. Yeah, where did, where did we get that from? Did you I see bought it, it on Amazon? No, I, I gotta show it to you. Okay, Amazon? I bought it on Amazon, yeah. What, what's it called? Um, an onigiri mold. Can we, can I hope I'm that? pronouncing that properly. O N I. O? N I N I G I R I G I R I Right. Okay, Onigiri. O N I G I R I. It's available on Amazon and it's a triangular mold. Right. You can see it on Honey's website. You can actually I actually show on my website how to make it without it. You can do it with plastic saran wrap. Just you're molding it basically with your hands. Okay, Um, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or if you're triangle cookie cutter. Um Yeah, maybe. Maybe spray the yeah. inside with pan yeah. so it slots out easily. Yeah. yeah, I've done a lot of crazy things with sushi. I did a sushi snowman on my blog this this winter. Oh, I totally missed that one. Um, okay, that's I crazy. actually made a wedding like it looked like a wedding cake with sushi once um, for a, a bake off uh, uh, for for a fundraiser. And um, yeah, I like to play around with sushi. <laughs> that is cool. R- r- a sticky rice is very malleable, right? It is, yes, <laughs> very much. And yummy. And yummy, right? There's actually someone on Instagram. I don't know. I think she's in China or something, but she makes incredible things out of sushi. Like, we have to incredible. try that. So we'll- yeah. Um, but I also have baklava hamantashen that I made last year, where I I made traditional baklava, but as a riff on the on the hamantash, instead of um, a honey syrup, I made an apricot syrup, and I cut the tops of the baklava. You know how baklava, if you look at it in a tray, they're cut into kind of like uh slanted yeah, rectangles. Yeah, yeah. Say. So instead of doing that, I cut them into triangles and I cut the center of each triangle out so you saw the nut filling inside. Awesome. So it just looks like a tray of hamantashen, but it's baklava. It's amazing. So I made that last year. You can see that on my blog too. Sounds delicious. Um, I know, right? Yeah. It I'm going to go raid your freezer. <laughs> Your leftovers. And actually, next week I have something really cool coming up on the blog. Um, some people actually, I don't know if you know this, but some people have a minhag to eat salami on Purim because you hang salami. Oh, you oh. know, that's perfect because my table for two is sponsored by Abel's and Hyman Hodgolan Meat. And they have taught us, and we speak incessantly about hanging salami. Wow, yes. So some people actually have... A minute to eat salami. Seth, did um, you hear that? You must be so excited. Yes. Yeah, so I, I did next not know week, that. I made something called drunken Hasselback salami. I saw it. Oh, I saw it. That was fabulous. <laughs> it is <laughs> so. I'm not even a salami person. I could have eaten the whole thing myself. My husband, my, Try my with son's Sobola. like, it tastes like candy. My husband's like, oh my god, what is this? <laughs> I put brandy in the sauce. Mm. And um, I have a really great trick for cutting. I don't know if you know what Hasselback is, but so basically, why do you explain it? Because this Hasselback is usually potatoes, right? right? So you explain. So Hasselback it. potatoes are basically potatoes that you slice thinly, but you don't slice it all the way through. So it looks like an accordion. And um, a great trick is to put a chopstick on each side of the potato because then when you cut, your knife hits the chopstick and doesn't go all the way to the end. Oh, very cute. So that's how I um that's how I that's how I slice my salami to get it perfect. You yeah, know, so I yeah, got I nice thin thin slices. And then um I made a sauce with apricot jam, a la, you know, Hamatashan idea. Uh, I think it seems like I really like apricot jam, right? It's okay. <laughs> it's not a bad thing to like. No, I, you know what? I just like it like, you know, just fuse all the ideas. Um, brilliant. Fusion cooking, they call it. I love it. it. I was tip tip of my tongue. Yeah, Yeah, so I put apricot jam, spicy brown mustard, um, some brandy, a little bit of ketchup and brown sugar. Um, That recipe is going to go up on my blog next week, but it really was so incredible. It tasted so good. And it will definitely be like... You know, if you put that on your perm table, everyone's it's going to have a definite wow factor. I am so going to make that. Yeah. I, I'm going to hang my salami already because um, <laughs> Seth keeps supplying me with amazing servalots. Try it with a servalot, which is uh, Abel's and Hyman's. Um, I don't want to – it's not a salami. <laughs> um, it's absol- It looks like those big salamis, but you hang it out. It's got a lot more flavors in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you hang it after like two weeks <gasps> – 
to die for. We'd love so, to try that. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna get you some. Okay. Um, you'll create us some recipes and we'll talk about it on the air. Okay. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks you're, for you're having me. You're absolutely incredible. I know that Honey is rushing off to take this gorgeous baby to the doctor today. Yes, I am. But it was such a pleasure to be here. And uh, you have Gloria has a lot to say. We She's have a very talented cook herself. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I'm so glad that I had both of you in my studio. I'm like a little starstruck from both of you. <laughs> <laughs> We're starstruck from no, you. Please, what do you mean? <laughs> but thank you so much for coming. And, uh, you know, we hope to hear from you. Check about on Honey's blog, uh, busyinbrooklyn.com, for some of the amazing ideas that we spoke about on our show and the recipe for this absolutely divine hamantini. Okay. Okay. Happy Purim, everyone. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. You're so welcome. You are listening to Table for Two uh, with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Hod Golan, the height of taste. Okay, we are very excited because we are at the height of our taste now. I just want to um, get on the phone a very special friend of, 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 of mine from my growing up days in Australia. He's actually Australian. Um, Daniel Mushmeyer. He is the executive director of the Young Israel Movement uh, in Israel. So, um, He's got some very exciting news to share with us. He did. It, he came on the show last year to t- talk to us. Um, we're just going to do a little switch around. Honey's going to have to leave us, so she's going to run off to her doctor's appointment. Gloria's going to move up a seat, and she's going to chat with us more about her amazing website, website that's about to go live. She's going to talk to us more about it um, and um, talk about her cookbook app, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I was one of the first people to buy it all those years ago. Okay, bye baby. Okay, do you need any help, honey? We're gonna, we're gonna get you some help. You're okay? Okay, she's a capable mum. These young mums these days. <laughs> okay, cause she really is busy in Brooklyn, literally busy. Okay, alright, have we got, have we got Mush on the phone? Okay, Mush. Hi, Hi mate, how are ya? Good, good. Shalom Aleichem from Eretz Oh, thank you. I wish I was there with you. Okay, I think you wish you were here today, and I bet you wish you were with us next week as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, Mush, how's the weather there in Israel? It's beautiful at the moment. It's really nice and warm. And anyone who wants to escape the snow, it's just another good reason to be here in Yerushalayim. Uh, well, we, you know, I'm on the Lower East Side right now, um, and it's still got big chunks of snow and ice all over the ground. It's very cold here. Well, today, you know... It's, 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 I don't know when it's going to get above freezing. I mean, the last few days it's cold and nights are cold. Miami, to get Miami this year, come to Yerushalayim. Oh, absolutely. And come permanently. Okay, Mush, you've got some very exciting news to share with us, um, as you did I, last I do year. indeed. We've been busy for the past few weeks, Naomi. A few great organizations, which I'll tell you about in a moment. But as you know, our Chayalim, our brave soldiers defend us day and night. And Purim is one of the times we like to say thank you to them. So, Bezrat Hashem, next week, right up to the day of Purim, we'll be distributing 10,000 Mishloach Menot to the Chayalim. Beautiful. Where, where do you give them to them? How do you okay, get them so to them? Okay, so we're going to be going to bases from the Lebanese and Syrian border in the north. We're going to be going to the naval dockyards in Haifa. We're going to two air force bases in the south. We're going to the Nachal training base near Arad. We're going near Hebron and many other places as well. Our friends and our members from all around the world have kindly donated funds. Our friends and members are coming to deliver. This year, what's especially special is that we're going to get to the 10,000 mark, which has never been done before. And we're doing this in coordination with the IDF Rabbinet. So the IDF Rabbinet Choir will be coming and playing concerts on the bases as well, together with the Chief Chazan. Beautiful. I bet the something the Chaylim really get to get them through every day. You know, it's a hard to be in the army, and this something to really look forward to. That's correct. And the thing that gives them the most smiles we noticed year after year after year is letters and pictures that Jewish school children have written from all over the world, from Australia and South Africa and England and America. We give them the goodies, the candy and the food, but they love the letters. Then later on I'll give you an email address if anyone wants to write a letter to a chayal, to a soldier. I'll be happy to pass that on for them. Okay, that'll be incredible. This is such a beautiful thing that you do. I've actually got the flyer in front of me. A Mishloch Manot campaign 2014. Um, and you can send, 
uh, money towards the mishloach manot that are given out to the chaylim. They want to hit 10,000 mishloach manot. So, uh, you know, give a suggested donation, right? Do they go onto the website? Does it tell them how much they should give or how, how to do it? Every dollar counts towards the chaylim. Just while I have the opportunity, I'd like to thank you, the partners in this program, Naomi. Sure. Mr. Ruben Margolis from Brooklyn spearheads the campaign every year, the chairman of the ZOA in Brooklyn, together with Jeff Dalby. Mr. Mayor Mishkoff, also from New York, from the American Friends of Israel, Hatzair. Mr. Leon Blankrot, the executive director of Yashan Lachayal. Cease Harrisburg and Shelley Vogel from Young Israel. And Solly Sachs and Daniel Cohen from the World Mizrahi. And this year, all these great people decided to get together so we could do one big campaign and get to 10,000 soldiers. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's such a beautiful thing. Do you go down there? Are you one of the volunteers? Yeah, I am indeed. Well, I go to every base and help give out the packages to everyone. So it, the whole of next week, we're closing the office and we'll be on the road. And if people are in Israel and they want to help out, is that possible as well? Yes, Sean. Tuesday, um, Tuesday next week, we are inviting the public to come and join us. Oh, beautiful. If your listeners are flying to America or are here at the moment, please contact me at the following email address, iyimisrael at gmail.com. That's iyimisrael at gmail.com. Send me a letter and hopefully we'll be able to find a place for you on the bus to come and help you with the mail. Oh, absolutely fantastic. Now, if people want to write letters to the Chayalim and notes, have a lot of listeners here in the States that would love to send a nice letter to the Chayalim. They, they, they should also send to that email address the letter. And if anyone would like to send, um, send Mishloach Manot to financially contribute, yeah, how, like do, how do we do that? Chayalim, or in fact, to any of their family or friends in Israel, oh, nice. they should go to www.yimanot, M-A-N-O-T dot org, O-R-G. Beautiful. That's a wonderful thing that you do. It really shows appreciation to the people that are standing and fighting and protecting uh, Eretz Israel and, and keeping us safe and, and, you know, our borders strong. That's correct, Naomi. These people, are, these soldiers, these young men and women have such mysterious nefesh. It's incredible. While we sleep at night, we know we can sleep at night because they're protecting us. And it's everybody's children and grandchildren and neighbors. It's like everyone's there fighting on the borders. It's quite amazing. Unbelievable. Such a beautiful thing to do. Mush, thank you so much for joining us. It was really great okay, to speak to you. Shabbat shalom and chat kurim sameach to you and your listeners. Thank you. Thank and you. And we hope to welcome everyone to Yerushalayim again. If anybody is in country or flying in for Purim, that'll be www.yimanot.org for orders or yiyimisrael at gmail.com if they want to join us on a bus. That would be absolutely incredible. I wish they could be there with you. Maybe we'll have to do a show from one of these bases. We'll have to talk to Nachum and Miriam about that. For sure. Next time you're here or Nachum's here, we're more than happy to take you to meet them. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much, Mush, for joining us. Shabbat shalom. Regard to the family. Thank you. And Shabbat shalom. That was Daniel Mushmeyer, Executive Director for the Young Israel Movement uh, in Eretz Israel, talking to us about sending Mishloach Manot or sending money for Mishloach Manot to the Chayalim and also writing letters to the Chayalim that will accompany the Mishloach Manot. It's such a beautiful and wonderful thing to do, uh, to thank them and appreciate, to keep us safe while we're visiting Israel and while some of our family and friends have the beautiful, blessed opportunity to live there. So you're listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Hod Golan Meat, the height of taste. Now, we're going to continue our show. Honey has left. I have scooched up Gloria. Hi. Welcome. How are you doing? Okay. So, we, hello. Her son has also joined us. Hello. How are you? Hi. Uh, has he got a mic? I don't even know if he's got it. Go to the, go to the mic. Go say hi. Okay. This is her hello. son. <laughs> there he is, sneaking on a hello. How are you doing? Okay. I've got my trusty little hammer. Okay. And now, let's move the, yes. my hammer teeny. I'm going to drink that after the show. Okay. Um... So before we talk about this fabulous dessert that I see in front of us, I'd like just to get a little bit and fill in. I know a little bit about you, but I want my listeners to know how lucky I am to have you on the show today. I'm lucky. (laughs) Because, you know, Glory was and is the only person to have a cookbook app on the iPhone, and it was a hot pick as well when it came out. We were very fortunate. That's incredible. Talk, Talk to us at the beginning about your journey. How come it didn't end up as a cookbook? Well... 
Um, I had worked very hard on a cookbook. I think, as I told you the other night, it was rejected by at least a dozen very impressive publishers. Very silly of them. Very, very impressive publishers. You would know all of their names. <laughs> um, it then came back. It was accepted by somebody. There was a little bit of an issue. We had a problem. There's always a little something. It, <laughs> it came back to my doorstep, and I put it away and thought, you know, I, I better start to do something else. So I actually became uh, a mediator okay. in, in for a space of time. Um, and then one day, uh, minding my own business, I picked up the phone, and my son, same one who's sitting here with me, <laughs> um, was on the other end, and he said, okay, mom, this is a yes or no moment. Uh-oh. Rather scary uh, reading. Yes. And I said, okay, what does that mean? He said, well, he said, I have this idea to do uh, a kosher app, a kosher cookbook app, and there's a group of people here. He was, it was actually at a meeting at the UN. He said, the group of people here and, cool. and, um, everyone wants to know, like, who, who knows someone with a cookbook ready to go? And he said, mom. Ma, my mom. My mom. <laughs> my mom. So, uh, this was the yes or no moment. I forget what month this was, but I know we had about three months to change the format of a cookbook into the format of an app. So from a book where you would turn pages and have the freedom of going back and forth, you're going into an app that is this tiny little creature that has become my best friend. Oh, and all of our best friends. But it's um, it's very difficult to to reformat, I mean, in your, in your mind. So while I did recipes for a cookbook that went one to the other, uh, coconut lemon cake followed by lemon filling followed by um, seven-minute icing, all one after the other to make it easy for the cook, that's too long a recipe for an app, which is just this tiny little screen. Right. So we had, and Apple, who produced the app, um, needed, needed, I believe, a minimum of 300 recipes. They needed, you know, so much content, uh, before they would be involved in, in, uh, in putting out the app. So, um, I sort of divided a lot of my recipes into three. Um, and that helped me get get the okay, recipes great. ready in that space of time. And then uh, it was it was launched. We had a big launch party in my apartment. Uh, we had bloggers from all over. We had the Jewish Week was there. We had people from Skyview Wines, and we it was really a lot of the pictures are on the um, on the app side, on the blog side, kosherkookbook.blogspot.com, okay. uh, which will now be changed over to. My new website, which drum roll, drum roll, which my kosherbygloria.com, which might launch um, even today. Oh, that, that would, would be up to that would that would be up incredible. To the, up to the producer over here. Okay, so um, we're gonna see. We're gonna see if that happens. So the blog spot's gonna like you're everything not gonna will be pointed that, over, pointed over gonna, to kosher by Gloria. Correctly, we uh, correct. We've started to take some of the things over. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. So I'm working on new things, but people do depend on some of the older recipes and some of the older pictures. So I've been trying to reblog them on my kosher cookbook site so that people can see them. And I'm making minor corrections as they go because right. there are mistakes that are made. And and as we get healthier and healthier, yeah. I've replaced margarine with, with oil. oil. Use yeah. a lot of coconut oil. Yeah. Use a lot of earth balance now. So there are changes that we make as we learn, as we continue Isn't in this business. Isn't it amazing? You know, when I when I voice first went to, you know, my kids' school, we, we I got a cookbook from them and everything was, you saute for a soup, you saute the onions and a little bit of margarine. Right. And then you, you know, sweat them and then you add in some other vegetables. Who sautés anything in margarine anymore? Right, like at all. no one. Right, absolutely. It's olive oil, movement. coconut oil. Right. I just made my first coconut oil recipe. Oh, I love it. Yeah, Melinda Strauss from Kitchen-Tester.com. Right, uh, she's terrific. Helped me through that because I'd never worked with it, and it's a wee bit expensive. Uh, it is a wee bit expensive, but you can use less of it than you would use um, margarine, and it doesn't really give that coconut taste. Yeah, I thought it might. Melinda warned me, but I did not find it coconut. Very mild. Yeah, it's very, very mild. mild. Yeah, so it's it's a terrific thing, and I, I love the smell in the house as it's cooking. <gasps> it's fabulous. Yes, <laughs> yes. I actually made um, a potato kugel with it a couple weeks ago, which was quite surprising. Um, and the only one who guessed that it had coconut oil, actually the only two people who guessed, was my seven-year-old grandson and my son. Okay, they picked out the coconut oil, so clearly their palates are very refined. So did but you did you okay? So about coconut oil in the potato cooker, did you melt the coconut oil to put into that? Like I use a quarter of a cup of oil in my recipe, which is not so much of canola. So should I do a quarter of a cup of yes melted? My coconut oil was uh, in a bottle. It was sort of semi-liquid, semi-solid. Okay. And I just took a quarter cup measuring cup and put Scoop. that in and scooped. And scooped. So interesting. And, and it was delicious. It was really, really delicious. I mean, there was you, something that was different. It was a little lighter. 
That's most a good people thing. would not have known. Most people would not have known that, okay. that it was coconut oil. Do I get oil. a thumbs up? Thumbs up. <laughs> when when your kids eat it, you know they they're always your toughest critic. My family, yes, I've got. He's a very very. This one is a very. <laughs> Jonathan is a very very tough critic, and and my seven. Actually, all my family, except right. for my husband, he will eat anything yep. I put in front of him. Awesome, mine yes, too. <laughs> yes, very awesome. But um, the rest of my family, everyone has something to say. Right. Often, so you, you often at that. polar opposites, but they all have something to say. <laughs> but that's good because they keep us in tow. Absolutely. You know, they keep us sharp. Yeah. Or right. else, you know, right. if we made something that was really yucky, we need to know it. Absolutely. And many things do, you know, we decide right. just not to make them again and we throw them out. Yeah. Yes. Can't be perfect every time. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I had that recently. Yes. So, you know, we you, all live, do. And, you just... live and learn. You live and learn. Exactly. Um, so when this blog came, how did you become a hot pick? That's what it um, How did it become so quickly I think it w- picked up by Apple? iTunes? I think I honestly I'm not the technology expert. I don't really know how these things work. All I know is that one moment it was a hot pick. I mean, somehow I guess a lot of people downloaded it at one time, and it was a new thing, and um, it became a hot pick. It was very exciting, right? And and it's like buying a book, right? It costs a few dollars, right? It was um, originally four ninety nine. Yeah, I mean, Apple takes a third. Just okay. so you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> so she's left with a dollar. Yeah, th- yeah. This, is, this is not a seriously, you know, right. financially rewarding even, situation. Even cookbooks are not financially rewarding <laughs> situations. I have to tell you, I, well, I thought the whole thing was insane at the beginning, I have to say, because I'm not, you know, I, I love books. I still love my paper books. Right. This is an amazing tool. I mean, when I go into Fairway or I go into Costco and I say, oh, you know, and I change my mind about what I'm making, I don't have the rest. I say, oh, you know, how much of that do I need? And I just pull it up on my on my app and I say, oh. Look at that. It's right there. It's all there. I don't have to, like, think that I have to go back home and go check and see what it is. It's very exciting. Right. So, you know, like in my notes here, because I, I, I went through it this morning. Um, I can't find my iPhone. I actually have it pulled up. But you have yours here. I do. But, but I, um, I noticed, do you, have you done some additions lately, some little bit of changes? There were a couple of updates not on the iPhone, not on the app for quite a while. Um, there are changes on my on my kosher cookbook page that I keep updating. All kinds of new recipes uh, that I keep putting on, and kosher by Gloria will have a bunch more. Everything, yeah, because right. no, I really like the planner. Oh, the planner is the terrific. Pl- I, I never, either I didn't you notice know? it before, or it was a new addition since I'd seen it last. No, no, no. That's that was my original idea for the cookbook. It it's was 50, fabulous. Fifty-two weeks of Shabbos, so it's sort of based on the schedule of Shabbos. So what you would make in a winter Shabbos when when it begins at you know four fifteen or something like that. Oh God! You wouldn't make you know lamb chops or veal chops. That's going to absolutely you know die at by by six or six thirty whenever you're eating. As opposed, to, so you'd make a, a buff pork and or a cocova, something saucy, as opposed to you know, in the summer when Shabbos begins at, you know, 7-ish, and you can make something that you can eat within 20 minutes or a half an hour of when it's taken out of the oven. Right. And then right. have those meals morph into, into so lunch. So they, they come as a list yes. in the iPhone app. It's genius. It's all done. For, if, if you do, For newlyweds or anyone who, you know, who is new to uh, observing Shabbat and all, um, it's a great tool. I mean, all they, they can literally follow week by week and just make what there is. I think menu, menu planning for a lot of my listeners and for a lot of my friends as well is is the hardest thing. You know, you I, if you're having company on Shabbos, Tuesday I'm already busy, you know, which is four days before Shabbos, thinking what am I going to make? They're so stressful. You're going to – you know, I love cookbooks. Definitely I love cookbooks. But it, it's it's so – got to find the recipes and I go onto my blogs and, you know, different ideas and I concoct things in my own head because I love to make recipes. But this is done for you. It is. With a recipe and with a recipe, we have the shopping list. Right. It it builds a shopping list for you from the recipe that you choose. Yes. Yes. Right. It was – I can take credit for none of that, just, just for the recipes. And I'll say that Kosher by Gloria is also going to be – um, based on Wednesday, okay, it's, it's Shabbat on Friday. We have to, you know, you have to call, have to plan your menu. You have to call your butcher or whatever. I mean, I get my meat delivered, I have to say. Okay. So I have to call the butcher. Who do you go I, have, to? You I have to organize. I, I use Fisher Brothers and Leslie. Okay. Who are very, very uh, kind and they respond to all my crazy requirements. So okay. I ask, I need Great. so much of it. And, um, so I make, do the planning on Wednesday, do some of the shopping. Thursday, do some of the advanced prep and, um, 
actually some of the things that are better the next day, things yeah. I need to make and take the fat off, you know, on Friday. And then Friday, what I do at the end, you know, at the end of the day. So that will be a regular feature in Kosher by Gloria. So people could actually follow along with, if they want to use my, my menus, they can follow along with how I'm planning to make them and cook them. From Wednesday through Friday. It's unbelievable. I find Almost like having everyone in the kitchen with me. Right. That's what yeah. I say. You cook so with nice. me. Yes. Cook with me. Yes. Cook alongside me. I have a big crowd. <laughs> it's very cute. Yes. Do you have a big kitchen? Because I know you live in the city. I actually do have a big kitchen, which in a few weeks is going to be demolished. <gasps> we moved That's into good. this apartment 28 years ago. We have the... 28-year-old temporary kitchen. Okay. Um, we just couldn't do it then. It was just too much work and far too expensive. And um, it's still both of those things. But I don't have young children at home uh, whose lives will be disrupted by not having a kitchen. I was oh, able yeah. to feed them during all that time. <laughs> you hear so, that? So this, <laughs> don't this, go to mom for dinner this next few weeks. <laughs> I bring food to his office. I bring oh. food wherever he is. So it's, you oh. know, he will not. He, you are a lucky he will man. Not, he will not be, he will not suffer. But, you know, I will have a, it will be a whole new uh, focus. How to cook with a microwave, a toaster oven, a skillet on one burner. You're like a college student. A, Yes. You'll be like those girls at, you know, Stern College or Turo College or that's me. dorming the, in Brooklyn where they don't have ovens. The or college like. student grammar. That's, that's going to be that's me. That's so cute. That's going to be me. I've got a great recipe. I did a cooking class with Stern College last year on how to make soup in the microwave, how oh, to make great. a chocolate cake in I the will, microwave. I will be back at you. Okay. I'm going to send <laughs> so, you those recipes. My daughter actually learned to make my cheesecake in a toaster oven when she spent her year in Israel. So I will ask her how she did that. Oh, yes, yes. This whole thing is a family affair. My daughter actually was blogging for me. We sort of take turns. She's able to be my voice a little bit. Oh, lovely. She, I do I do most of it, um, but she does the tweets because I haven't like gotten 140 characters down straight yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm it's a learning much, curve. I'm, I'm getting much better I at it. I have a lot of learning curves. <laughs> hashtag, you know. Yes. Has- the hashtag. <laughs> I, has, I started Instagramming this week. Yeah, and I saw, good for you. Someone good. was so oh, sweet. I'm going to follow you. Everyone, follow. What, what are you under? I'm under actually a couple. On my phone, it says um, Kosher by Gloria, but somehow when it comes out on Facebook, it comes out as Gloria Coburn. So I don't really, again, technology yeah. eludes yeah, me yeah. completely. I'm, I'm I don't a, really I'm, know I'm, how that works. Yeah, I'm on Instagram under Naomi Nachman, not the Aussie Gourmet, the name of my business, and I just kept it. And- but somebody was so sweet. This this guy, uh, Simon, uh, and excuse me, Simon, if you're listening and I mispronounced your name, Simon Royf, I believe it is. I met him at the Kosher Bloggers Conference. Oh, um, how fun was that? He's, oh, it was terrific. And Melinda did a fabulous job as uh, always. Yep. Um, but I had hashtag something and he wrote me a little note. He says, Gloria, you have to separate between the hashtags for them to show up. I said, oh, thank you so much. And then I was able to edit it and separate it and have all the hashtags, you know, light yeah, up. Yeah, it's because so... I said, okay, you know. I know. My mind is exploding. <laughs> I know. so much to do. We, we need like a lesson for social media for the people uh, that aren't. Anyone over 25. <laughs> no, and really, for over possibly 45, we need several lessons. Yeah. We need to be told more than once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. More than once. But, yeah. but the Instagram has become unbelievable, and I've, I've had it for like maybe not even two years, and every day there are more and more people getting onto it. A lot of my friends are not on Facebook. They just can't be bothered and are not interested. Right. It's not going to help them business-wise. But they will join Instagram. And that way I can share a little bit what I'm doing and I can put a link to my picture of my, like, okay, my recipe. Uh, I didn't, I forgot to mention it to Honey was working on a recipe with Abels and Hyman for pastrami hamantashen. Oh, I saw that online this morning. Right. So, right. so, so I put it on Facebook and I put it on Instagram and so many people saw it on Instagram more than on Facebook because. Oh, for sure. It's like, it's like the new app. Right. Not app. Yeah, I would call it an app. Right? I actually had this on Instagram, this, um. Okay. Now what is this? We have this round dessert. This, cake. this is an Italian almond tart. I, I actually, um, found it in Rome. Uh, many years ago I when I was there. I was there. And I was fascinated by it because it was much smaller because it was just served to two of us. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't. But when I was in Rome, they, they presented us with this tart together with a hammer. A hammer. And okay, I, and cool. I did have we got this on, if we got this on, uh, yes. I did ask the waiter. I said, okay, excuse me. You know, I, I really like, you don't want to be like the ugly American and do the wrong thing. And what do you do with a hammer and a, and something cake. at the table. I wasn't really quite sure. He said, oh, well, you're supposed to break it with a hammer. <gasps> that's and so that's, cool. that's how you eat it. And it's like a fun thing. Okay. So we're going to see if it breaks. Okay. Okay. Can you, can Knack you? Knack it? Okay. So okay. let me describe to our listeners. Leah has made a, about a nine inch, eight inch round nut cake. It looks like compressed nut. It's actually not even a cake. It's more like a, well, it's a tart. It's, it's, um, it's like a half a cup of toasted blanched almonds. 
that are ground, and it's mixed with um, cornmeal. There's only one egg yolk in the whole thing. There's some a uh, little bit of earth balance um, margarine. This is on the app, actually, and on my blog site now. The whole menu is on the blog site and on my uh, Kosher Cookbook page. Okay, um, great. And it's got orange zest and almonds and cornmeal and a uh, little bit of flour. I'm, an, I'm sort of... I'm doing my hamantaschen, and I'm also thinking about what I can use up in my kitchen for my demolition and pre-Passover. Exactly. So we've got some cornmeal, we've got some flour, we've got all these, and my grandchildren are allergic to nuts, so I am limited to the nut desserts I can make. Especially so was, Pesach time. I was time. very excited, very hard, very, very scary for nut allergic children. All the almond milks and all the things people use to replace, um, you know, cream and milk and all that, and you can't see it and you can't smell it. So yeah. for the allergic child, parent has to be very vigilant, and they must ask. What is in this sauce? Even the noodles. The noodles are made with all kinds of oils, uh, walnut oils and all kinds of things, which are pasidic, but the child can end up you've in the to, hospital. You've got to be really careful. So you careful. just have to ask and ask and ask. And it, it's really – my grandson is seven. He went to a birthday party last uh, last Sunday, and they served a Costco cake. And my daughter was so proud. He called. He asked the mother to please call home and say – and ask her if he could eat the cake. So he's been trained, you know, right. he does they, not want to be, he's never had an anaphylactic experience and he doesn't choose, more, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't want, want to. to. It's, it's yeah. a little scary. It's, it's a little very scary. scary. Okay. All right. So. so let's bang on this cake. So okay. I hope gorgeous. it's going to break. One, two, three. Whoop. There we wow. go. Yay. Okay. <laughs> okay. There we okay. go. We don't want to make too much. No, no. I will clean up. I no, promise. no, no, no. It's okay. okay. All right. So now we're going to try. Okay. Okay. So, so we've, we've broken it. See, uh, Gloria covered her little hammer. With tinfoil, yes. With tinfoil because, yes. you know, you don't want to get it too dirty. No, I didn't want I my mean, hammer to. not the hammer dirty, but the cake <laughs> the dirty. Cake dirty. The hammer. Exactly. Okay. So exactly. we're going to eat this? Absolutely. Okay. Great. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's give some to ZK as well. Have we got a, have we got a napkin there? Yes, I forgot napkins as okay. I ran out of the house. Oh, here's a tissue. Oh, perfect. That here's works. Here's a tissue. We got everything here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, terrific. Okay. So it's Mazonot because it does have flour in it. It does. It has a little bit of flour. Oh, my God. You hear the crunch? Are they picking up the crunch? You hearing me crunch? Crunch and eat? Mmm. This is divine. Isn't this good? And it seems so easy to make. So easy, and there's no rolling. You make crumbs. I did it all in the Cuisinart. And you just, it comes together with a, the one egg yolk. Then you just throw it into the greased um, nine-inch spring form pan. You pat it down with your fingers. In the oven, it's about 45 minutes. You let it cool, and then it just slips off. You take the long spatula, slip it off, and it goes onto this. And it's fabulous. It's a great dessert. I'm or, so I'm making this for sure. Or breakfast. We can make this in a triangle. Yeah, you can make Yes, absolutely. We, we can make this in a triangle. Absolutely. For, for, you can make it in a triangle. For, uh, for, for Purim. Purim. Yes. This is unreal. Yeah. Mm. I don't want to keep eating. I'm going to mm. – we're going to eat after we're off the air because – mm. we got a, <laughs> we got a, a show to we got a show to do. Right. But this is uh, unreal. Light flavors. Uh, there's a hint of orange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love nuts. Um, beautifully. You know what? I think that's the difference when you – are these um, toasted, slightly yes. toasted? That's the difference. You have between, to toast nuts. You have to. You know, no matter what recipe you're making with nuts, if you're taking whole nuts, if you're making Susie Fishbine's chocolate um, berry tart for Pesach um, from her kosher uh, by design entertains cookbook, it's a very easy Pesach recipe. You could skip the step of toasting the pecans, but, you know, when you toast the pecans, it, it takes a great recipe and it makes it outstanding. This recipe cannot be made without. No, it brings out the flavor of the nuts and the, the orange flavor. zest. And you know, nuts have their own natural oils. That's why I guess, unfortunately, nuts are a little bit caloric, um, super healthy and full of protein, but they're a little bit caloric because they are, they do have oil. Um, but it's a natural oil and it's, it's brings it out and it just makes it fresh and delicious. And that really, it comes through whether you're putting nuts in a salad or right. nuts in a recipe and especially in a dessert, it's really outstanding. That's really good. Thank you. And Thank a little you. chocolate sauce over the top. Well, could, can't be bad. You know, nuts chocolate, chocolate makes everything better. Chocolate makes everything better. Right. This is. Oh, this is really delicious. Okay, we're going to continue to eat that when we're off the air. Off the air, absolutely. Okay, what advice can you give us now that we've got our Purim right in front of us? Any great ideas that, you know, you've done over the years? You're a very experienced cook that you could share with us. For Purim. For Purim. And then we're going to segue that a little bit into Pesach. Okay. 
Um, I would say this is the first year in about, what do you say, Jonathan, maybe 15, 20 years that I have not made a Purim Suda because my kitchen is being taken apart. Right, okay. Uh, normally I have 20 to 30 people. I have entire families. And, and that's grown. Because so how do you prepare for that? I make uh, my hamatashin in advance. Um Actually, I made my fillings last night. I Instagrammed those as well. I okay. came up with a new one. I did pumpkin. I had leftover pumpkin puree in the freezer from Thanksgiving. So I did it with some puree dried cranberries and a little cinnamon. So we have a new filling. Um, so those can be done easily in advance, weeks in advance and frozen. I do um, a moussaka. I do a meat moussaka and a vegetarian moussaka because my daughter's vegetarian. Okay. So that can all be made in advance and frozen and is actually better sliced into portions when it's not quite defrosted so that you get neater pieces. Right. Um, Very I clever. do uh, spare uh, um, spare ribs in like a hoisin, so short ribs or a flanken, basically. Right, flanken. right. Oh, it's flanken, guys. You know, we call it short ribs, spare ribs, whatever you want to call it. It's flanken. Is, 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 that's what spare ribs is. Spare ribs is really flanken. It's really, it's really like flanken. I and mean, this is, it's unbelievable. I mean, it, it, it's a Probably very time-consuming, it melts in your mouth. I okay, mean, can we get that recipe? It's How on, it's on the app. It's on it's your on, It's on my blog spot. Okay. It's got... Um, What's it called? It's got short, uh, spare ribs, short ribs, and hoisin sauce. Um, okay. An orange hoisin sauce. It's hoisin sauce. It's orange. It's like orange zest and orange peel and apricots. And it's got everything wonderful in it. It's just unbelievable. I mean, you just, it's unbelievable. I'm so hungry. It's really unbelievable. And that also benefits being made in advance because you need to take the fat off a couple of times. Right. So these things are very fatty. And if you don't remove the fat, then you're just. You're eating too much oil. You're eating too much oil. You don't taste the flavor. You're tasting too much fat. This meat just falls off the bone and it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Okay, I'm going to definitely have to try And then that. I do usually do some sort of a, a chicken or a turkey, you know, for, for some, and then a whole load of, of vegetables, which are done the last minute. I, I roast a lot of vegetables. Yeah, I'm into that. And then for uh, for dessert, I just stick with the Purim and fruit, you know, whatever whatever fruits. Um, right. You don't have to go crazy making desserts because no. you, between the hamantashen yeah. and all the nash, it is. You don't need anything. Right. Else. And I, do, I mean, actually, we start off with, with hors d'oeuvres in terms of nash. So I do fried olives, which are... Fried olives. Fried olives are spectacular. Really? Fried olives are unbelievable. Okay, let's talk about that. Oh, we're, oh my gosh, we're almost running out of time. So we quickly. Got, yeah, little... we're not. We'll, we'll have to get to Pesach another time. You'll have to come back on in a few weeks to talk oh, about okay. Pesach. But let's talk about fried olives. These little pitted green olives. Regular brand. Regular, brand? regular drained pitted green olives. Okay. And you, roll, it's a regular fry. You put them in um, in flour and then in egg. And then in, uh, I use panko because I like I the, love panko. I like the hairiness of it as opposed to the, you know, the more um, ground up crumbs. Crunch, and then, the, then there's, it's a deep fry. So if you use an electric fryer, it's a 375. Uh, otherwise, I mean, if you do it in a frying pan, um, it's also 375 if you use a temperature. And yeah. they fry. Always and they fry are, with an oil thermometer in it yes. to make sure it's not burnt or soggy when it's under. And these are, they are unbelievable. I'm kind of. They are husband, unbelievable. My husband loves them. Yes, olives. they are. They are spectacular. So they flour, are. eggs, plain breadcrumbs? Uh, Pranko, yeah. But, but, but plain, plain. I don't yeah, flavor. No, no, Because nothing. olives have got their whole own natural. And they, you, you eat it and it's that, it's a, it's sort of a burst of, of, um, of moisture and a burst of, of, yeah, it's really, <laughs> they're really, they, they would be great with the, a good balance to the, um, hamantinis. The hamantinis. Yes, you have the sweet I, there and you'd have the, you'd have the, uh, little, little tartness of the, of the olive. Spectacular. Right. Who'd have thought, right? That's amazing. Wonderful. <gasps> Wonderful. Oh my God, that is incredible. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And it, I mean, the kids love them. There are no pits. I don't like serving anything with pits, pits in a crowd yeah. because then what do you do with them? Pits, stems, all those things yeah. shouldn't have them when you have a crowd. Right. So, okay. Yes. That's that's incredible. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this has been a, an amazing show. We, we've we had so much food talk. I mean, we are a food show. We are food. But yes. we, we really got the palates going yes. today and the salivary grams juicing up this, this Friday morning. Uh, we had uh, Honey Applebaum from Busy in Brooklyn now sharing, uh, making us some hamantinis and talking to us about her crazy, amazing hamantashen recipes. Right. You can go onto her blog, Busy in Brooklyn, and check them out. And, of course, any minute now. Gloria's website is going to go live, kosherbygloria.com. Um, she has a website now, so it's going to switch over from the older one to the new one. It's not a website now. It's a, it's just a page on Facebook. Oh, okay. So, But it's going to 
we're going to try to rename it, and everything is going to be everything's going to start from the website when it goes live. I'm so excited! I cannot Thank wait. Thank you. To, I am too. You can sign see. up for emails even now. You can go on uh, closurebygloria.com and sign up for emails. So when it does go live, you will get on the. Emails. You will know. Okay, great. Yes. I'm gonna we're gonna do that um, from my iPad when we're done here. Great. Um, yes. Yeah, so it's been an incredible show. We've had this delicious. What did we call this? It's uh, an almond tart, Italian almond tart. Into ah. Oh. Italian Armitart, absolutely fabulous. It'll be a very cute idea, actually, for yes, to do it in a, a triangle. In a, a triangle idea. and give everyone a little hammer at the Purim Surah. You've been li- listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Hod Golan Meats, the height of taste. We have music right up until Lichbenching. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for pledging to the Nachum Siegel Network uh, at jamintheam.org. And stay listening and Shabbat Shalom. We'll see you next week at our live show in Cedarhurst.